green eyes that always looked as though they were ringed with eyeliner. Except they weren't. That was just Rennie's impossibly thick eyelashes. He was wearing a tan leather jacket, crumpled cream jeans, a faded brown polo shirt, and the kind of hideous brass buckled belt that only a cowboy would wear. But he was looking lean and fit as ever. For as long as Carmen had known him, he'd exuded an air of health. The whites of his eyes were a clear blue-white, his tongue raspberry pink, his stomach washboard flat. The cowboy belt let the overall effect down badly, but Rennie wouldn't allow that to bother him. If he liked something, he wore it, and that was that. Stunning as ever, he pronounced at last, his brown hands on Carmen's shoulders. Anyway, I thought this was a respectable street. It's a dressing gown. It's completely done up, Carmen protested. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the street. I thought it was supposed to be dead posh around here. What with his touring commitments, combined with the fact that he'd spent the majority of the last three years out of the country, Carmen forgave him. Just. Actually, it is dead posh. Sorry, it's gone right downhill since I was here last. Rear admirals, QCs, the Silver Spoon Brigade. More pompous gits than you could shake a stick at in the good old days. Call the police as soon as look at you, they would. Answer the door to a stranger? Good grief, you must be joking. Patiently, Carmen said, Is there a point to this, or is it just a general off-the-cuff rant? Sweetheart, of course there's a point. Heading through to the kitchen, René opened the fridge and seized a bottle of Verve Clicquot. Okay to open this? She hesitated. The bottle had been there for over two years. She'd bought it on the first anniversary of Spike's death, along with several packets of paracetamol and Nurofen. The plan had been to spend the night at home alone, just for a change, and give herself until midnight to carefully think things through. If, when the clock chimed twelve, she decided there was no point in carrying on, she would finish the bottle of champagne, then swallow the painkillers. At eleven o'clock, with the bottle chilling nicely in the fridge, she had opened a writing pad and begun to compose a suicide note. By midnight, the waste paper bin was piled high with scrunched-up sheets of paper. Mortified, Carmen had discovered that suicide notes weren't as easy to write as she'd recklessly imagined. Everything she put down sounded ridiculous when she tried reading it aloud, like one of those really bad plays in the Morecambe and Wise shows Spike had so loved to watch on cable TV. Increasingly self-conscious and frustrated, Carmen realised how embarrassed she would be to leave behind the kind of suicide note people might secretly snigger at. Furious with herself, she'd ended up putting the unopened bottle back into the fridge and making herself a cup of tea instead since flushing the painkillers down the loo would have been nothing but a criminal waste of painkillers, she'd stacked them in the bathroom cabinet to use in the recommended dose when her next period arrived. Waste not, want not. Well, if she was going to carry on living, she'd need them. The champagne she'd left there in the fridge, however, as a salutary reminder. What the hell? Carmen gestured at the bottle. Good idea. You open it, I'll get the glasses. And I'll get back to my point, said Rennie.
which is that I arrived here two hours ago. You were out. I was at the shelter. That explains the smell. Rennie had never been one to keep his innermost thoughts to himself. Catching the look on Carmen's face, he grinned and said, "'Okay, okay, and it's very noble of you to do your bit, "'but I'm just telling you, you do smell.' The trouble was, she knew he was right. Exasperated, Carmen headed for the bathroom. "'Open the bottle. I'll be back in five minutes.' Helpfully, Rennie said, "'Want a hand? You're hilarious. "'Go and sit down in the living room, "'and don't eat all my Thornton's truffles.' As she shampooed her hair and soaped her body in the steaming shower, Carmen marvelled at Rennie's attitude to life. He had more energy than anyone she'd ever known, working hard and playing harder, always joking, incapable of not flirting with practically any girl who happened to cross his path.